Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Are you curious what all this CBD talk is about? I have found the brand for you. Today's episode is sponsored by Beam. If you listen to past episodes or you follow me on Instagram, you already know about this, but if you haven't, let me give you a little insight. It's a third-party tested, THC-free, full-spectrum CBD. You can use the lotion, tincture, or consume the bars to get just the amount of CBD you need. Check out their website, beamtlc.com, that's B-E-A-M-T-L-C.com, and use code FRECKLEDFOODIE15 for 15% off the entire site. Hello, everyone, and happy 2020. I cannot believe it is already time for season two of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I always knew I wanted a mic in my hand, so thank you guys for making this dream become a reality. I would be nowhere without all of you, and I am so appreciative to every single person who listens, whether you listen every Friday morning with me or this is your first episode. Welcome and thank you. If you are willing and have the time, I would so appreciate a rate and or review. Nothing helps this podcast grow more than the amount of reviews and listens I get per episode. So I really sincerely from the bottom of my heart would appreciate it. I am so excited to share today's episode with you and I cannot freaking wait for all the amazing people we have lined up for season two. Thank you for being a part of this journey and enjoy. Hello, everyone. It's Cammie here. And it's snowing. Well, actually, it stopped, but it was snowing. I'm was here it? at Sam. Yeah, it was. I'm here at Samsung A37 with one of my best friends from real worlds, not like Instagram life, Deanna DeCroce, and Instagram. and Instagram Kimchi Baby. Deanna, welcome to the show. Follow me. <laughs> Follow Kimchi Baby or Kimchi Blue. Welcome. Thank you. You're so Thanks welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, if you watch my Instagram stories, you know what's about to happen. But basically. The holidays are coming. When we're recording this, it's like mid, late December. I am clearly checked out because I'm about to go away for two weeks and I forgot to book a guest for today's recording. So I texted Deanna last week and I said, well, we've previously, you've done this for an unfiltered day. Remember at the beach? Oh, yeah. You right, were asking right. me all the questions that people were submitting and yeah. we were like kind of walking around the house and In I was joking. Yeah. yeah. What's the, what is the thing that I said it was like? Is it Vanity like Fair or Vogue? Vogue. 73 questions. Okay. So it kind of reminded us of the Vogue thing on like such a small scale. And I had the idea, I listened to another podcast that did this where it was kind of rapid fire questions 
So not like I'm telling my story about myself, but more just answering questions. I have no idea what you're going to ask at dun, all. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. You made them. Yeah. Where'd you pull them from? My my brain. Okay. Nice. I'm so There's a lot up there. I'm so scared. I did tell <laughs> people be. they could submit questions, but I feel like no one did because it no one, one wanted to one DM loyal you. Follower. Wow. All right. Thank you to that one loyal person, <laughs> whoever you are. Um. All right. I guess let's go. All right. It's game time. I I'm nervous. Legs. Are you nervous? Well, I'm nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm just, what the fuck what are you going to ask? What are you going to ask? Yeah. I go from pretty light ones to okay. a little, I get a little deeper. Okay. Wait, and should we I'm explain? I'm giving the followers what, what they want. What they want. Okay. Should we explain, like, we have been friends since college. Just a little yeah. background. We've been friends since junior year. Yes. Of college. When Deanna people, joined the KKG. Yeah. KKG. Shout out. Shout out, sisters. <laughs> Some people think we're actually related. Yeah, which is so funny. <laughs> you can't tell. I'm Asian. But Deanna's Asian. <laughs> Not You can tell if you see you, but you yeah. can't tell if you're listening to this podcast. Deanna's half Asian, Korean, and I'm, I'm not Asian. Yeah. But people constantly – like it's having yeah, a weird a amount. People. Say like, oh, your cousin? Over and over. Yeah. The same people. I, I don't know what it yeah. is. I mean our, my one of my doormen literally thinks you're my cousin. Yeah. He says it all the time. Your cousin's here? Yeah, your cousin Deanna's up there. And you say, okay. I'm just like, yep. I told him once you weren't my cousin, but like then it was just kind of, okay, fine. Um, Anyway, so we've been very good friends since junior year of college. And And that's that's that. That's all. And that's the tea. Um, Okay. The end. Go for it. Let's get get this started since we have a a countdown. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, Yeah, I am. All right. So open up your text, close your eyes, and scroll to a random spot in your history and read that text message out loud. Okay, hold on. One one that I've sent? Or received. Like the last thing. that. Okay, well, the, not the last thing. I just randomly scrolled randomly, and picked. Yeah. My mom sent my sister and I an Instagram post that someone reposted of Maddie and Carl's wedding. Should we make this a poster? Oh, Which my is God. very my mom. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Okay. And still in your phone, okay. what is the last non-food, health, or wellness-related picture that you took? Food, food, food. Oh, Charlie cuddling with me. Aww. Like 10,000. 10,000. Way too many photos. We've, we've seen them. <laughs> All right. Next. What has been the weirdest DM that you've ever gotten? Weirdest? I have to wrap my brain for this. Or maybe like most controversial or something that stands out. Oh, my God. One that's sticking out to me isn't the weirdest. It's just affected me weirdly enough recently when I like got this like kind of mean message. Oh. But she had called me. Drama. <laughs> she responded. Oh, okay. The, the one that sticks out the most is when someone I know, you know this. Sent me my story back, oh, making right. fun of me, right, right, right. But sent it to me, right. I remember that. That sticks out yeah. the most because I knew yeah, the person right. and was like, "That's awkward." Right, right. And they played. They tried to play it off. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, shut up. We all know what you were doing. Who has been the coolest person that ever followed you? Mindy Kaling. Yeah, like, definitely. what the hell? I've no. I was just talking about this. I have no idea how she started following me. Yeah. But we've DM'd recently. I asked her to be on my podcast. Oh, my God. Did she um, respond? Yeah, she responded. She sent me a really nice message back. Aww. Currently, it's a no, but, you know, she was like, I'd love okay. to meet you IRL. 
and I freaked out. So cool. And a few models too. Oh yeah, a few models. Um I was just saying I wish there was a better way to search through who follows you because I think cool people do, but I don't know. Only if someone else follows me and then they see like seen followed by like Danny Meyer. Danny Myers follows me, which is awesome. I mean, he's a family friend, but that's a very cool person. Yeah. Um, A few models. Again, I don't know how they found me. The woman behind Man Repeller. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's that's really. But you, you're probably the coolest. Yes, (laughs) number one. Um, what has been the nicest compliment you've ever received? Probably the DMs I get that are thanking me for everything I'm doing and saying like, you know, because you did this, I feel more comfortable doing X, Y, Z, or you made me feel proud to do this, or you're like a bright light, you know, stuff like that. That, I mean, words of affirmation is my love language. And the fact that I'm able to help anyone makes me feel really proud of myself. And on the flip side, what? What has been like the one constructive criticism or, or just criticism in general that's that's hurt your feelings? So criticism, I'll, I'll get some messages that I don't even care about that aren't that nice, but I'm like, whatever, it's so not relevant. Right. Dak Shepard said once, like, you know, if someone picks at your insecurities, it hurts. If someone picks on something that you know isn't even plausible, it doesn't matter. Right. So like Irrelevant. his example was if I walk on stage and everyone's yelling at me, you're short, you're short. I don't care. I'm six, whatever. Like, I know I'm not short. Yeah. But if someone's like, you're an alcoholic, you're you're a narcissist, you're so self-obsessed, then that hurts because I worry about those things. That's what he said. Okay. So for me, messages that hurt me are ones that I've received being like, you're so privileged, you're not relatable, like, mm. all you do is spend your day doing X, Y, Z and like money. spending money. And I'm like... You know what? Sometimes it seems like that. And that is, you know, privilege is triggering for me anyway. I have a lot right. of guilt over certain things. So that's probably the worst. How do you stay motivated every day? I just have a crazy. I don't, I mean. You don't even think about it. I don't think about it. It's, it's, and that sounds like weird, but it's ingrained in me, even in school. Like yeah. I just, I don't know. I have a really hard work ethic. Where do you draw all your inspiration from? Probably, well, food-wise, it's reading cookbooks, and I never follow recipes, but I like to read cookbooks, Mm -hmm. and restaurants, so I'm always thinking, oh, I really liked this flavor profile. I would love to recreate it X, Y, Z way, or you know, if it's a dish that I love and I personally can't enjoy it, say it's with gluten, I'm like, oh, I want to find a way that I can have it and make it just as delicious. Mm -hmm. Lifestyle-wise... Inspiration is just what I, it's what I'm struggling with. So, yes, I can pull, I can be, I'm inspired by other content creators, but something they might be struggling with that I'm inspired by work that they're doing around that subject wouldn't make sense for me to talk about because I'm not going through it myself. No, that's probably so hard because, like, for me, I don't have a platform mm-hmm. that I, so I go through waves of being like inspired by like photography and yeah. things like that. But for someone that's main, like your job is mm-hmm. to share content. It must be hard to say. Sometimes like, there are laws. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like I have nothing to share and I don't want to share. And then I don't because my whole thing is I only want to provide content that has a purpose. Right. Agreed. What is your biggest pet peeve? In life? In, just in general with people or? Um, when people don't show up for things. Like yeah. if you say you're going to do something, do it. Yeah. Um, show up. 
in a certain way. You know, I hate half-assing. I really just also hate fake people. Yeah. I hate when they're I, – I guess I should stop saying hate. I don't appreciate when people – say one thing and then do the other, which I guess is the similar context of showing up. Yeah. And like being loyal. Right. And for me, fakeness really bothers me, I think, because it's a trigger, I think, because for so much of my life I was considered a bitch. Mm -hmm. And I think it was really just because I was saying what I thought and, you know, everyone else was saying these things. But then no filter. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) And everyone else would be saying these things and then they'd be acting a different way. Right. And that to me really, really bothered me mm-hmm. because then it painted me in a certain picture. Right. What is a fashion or beauty trend from the past that you might have participated in that you hope never comes back? Like if you think about all like the trendy things that are now coming back. Well, something that I did that definitely wasn't trendy, but I wore boy board shirts, shorts. <gasps> I wore boys. I wore my best friend Drew. I wore his bathing suits to school every yeah. day. Um, with a limited Don't two. they have like a liner in them too? Yep. Oh. With like a limited two t-shirt that with like the stick figures that was like athlete, soccer star. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, in elementary school. And then I would like buy my own boy shorts because he got taller. Yeah. Um, you needed your own. Yeah. So I, I would wear boys bathing suits and limited two t-shirts. So I don't ever want that to come back for me I personally. <laughs> um, but like something that, that was a trend – I don't know. I really love all the '90s. Tra- oh my god, low-rise jeans. No. Never. And I That's heard they're back. Co- no. I will never put that those on. There's yeah, nothing worse. Yeah, I know. Never. They're rough, but they are making a comeback. I I don't want to be a part of that comeback. What is the most overrated food trend of all time? Juice cleanses. Ooh. It's not food. like straight juice. Straight juice, like you know, a three-day cleanse yeah. where you're only drinking juice. Right. Fuck that shit. I could never do that. What late night food do you crave? Chocolate. Any dessert. Dessert, yeah. Your sweet sweet tooth. Oh, yeah. What is your go-to hangover food? Um, I really like right now when I'm hungover. The only thing that actually helps with my hangovers is ice cream. So I'll have ice cream. Really? I mean, it doesn't help, but it's what I really oh, want mentally. at the end of the day. So I'll have ice cream every time I'm hungover. But like first thing in the morning, I like a big bowl of like warm oatmeal with wow. like almond, like but all the fixings because it's like filling, but it's not too much. Like eggs make me feel really nauseous if yeah. I'm hungover. Um, but I love oatmeal. It's like bland enough, but good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's like the total opposite of me. Mine's what like do you want? Asian food. Rice. Yeah, but I couldn't stomach that yeah. at, the, at that time of my hangover. Oh, yeah. Maybe not in the morning. But we're like something really greasy. Yeah. Okay. I will say the greasy things, like whenever we had them, in, like it, they just make me feel worse. I know. Everyone says that like gre- you need grease when you're no, hungover. You, no, you definitely but, don't. Okay. Well, it I've makes been it spreading worse. that. It makes it worse. <laughs> oh, God. And like bacon, if I'm hungover, I like burp bacon all day oh. and it's just not pretty. I was hungover all day yesterday. I'm sure. You had a big, big <laughs> 29th birthday party oh, this weekend. I was hungover too. I think I might be still hungover. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you had to build your dream kitchen, what would it look like? It would be all white and marble with like gold detailing. Mm. 
like, you know, on the cat, I would have cabinets. Right now I have an open kitchen, which looks aesthetically beautiful, but everything gets very dusty very easily. Yeah. And like, you can't hide a mess. And I really like everything to like be away. <laughs> um, so like gold detailing on the cabinets and such. And then like a massive double door fridge, huge freezer. That's very important for me. Mm-hmm. And then one of those like smart ovens, like tons of counter space. And, you know, things out of their packaging and in, like, pretty glass jars. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you think about the refrigerators that talk to you now? I'm interested by them. Samsung has some, like, really smart Ooh. kitchen appliances. Yeah, they've got, like, a kitchen to a room up there. Uh, up there? Yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> interested by them. I know. I don't know if I need one, though. I think you do. <laughs> what is the most expensive item or clothing item of clothing or accessory that you've bought? With my own money? Yeah. Because I would say my engagement ring, but I didn't buy that. Yeah. Um, you your money. With my own money. I I feel like I bought myself a nice bag Ooh. once, but now I can't remember what it was. I know. I can't really think of that for me either. I know I bought something with my bonus as like a congratulations yeah. one year. Oh, my Gucci loafers. Oh, yeah. That's what I think what it was. It was like my birthday and like I had never bought myself my bonus gift. Yeah. That would, yeah. So that was mine. That's a good one. Classic staple. Best thing ever. I want the maroon ones. If you could go back to college for one day, what would it look like? Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> okay. It would be a day drinking day. So we would get to college. We would have breakfast at Upper. Nice. Like the buffet. Okay. Really go in. Yeah. Go to fucking town. Okay. Then we would be in like our typical cap of gear that we wore in college, which is like Scare. a tank and like jean shorts or something with like a backwards hat. Mm-hmm. So not dressing up. Sneakers. Yeah. We would have a day drink, like all college day style. Mm-hmm. And then we would go get campus. Oh, no. Then we would get Delmonico cheesesteaks mm-hmm. from Giacomo's, drunkenly eat those for lunch. Yeah. Take a power nap, shower, maybe. Maybe. And then have a party with the soccer boys. <gasps> like, and yeah. just have it be our friends. Yeah. Like when they won the PLT championship, oh, like that yeah. type of party. That was. And just get like, was the night. you know, have the best night ever, dance, then go to campus, dance on tables, get batch it crazy. And finish the night with three slices of pizza and a trip to Wawa where Wawa. we would get our typical things. I would get a cinnamon Everything. bun and a pint of ice cream and you would get 10 bags of chips. Yeah. <laughs> hot fries. Yes. Oh, hot fries. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect day. And then all sleep in the same bed. Push them all together. Late night and then like bed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe – actually maybe sleep in Kappa. And yeah. Like we That's would go back. Picturing. Like our home would be Kappa, not our houses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Do you have any regrets from college or are there any moments that you wish you could do over? My regret from college, and I think about this a lot, is kind of what we were talking about in the beginning where I feel like I was kind of given a title of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just a story I tell myself, but I don't think so. Um, so maybe, maybe not being like a harder. So, yeah. Maybe not being mm-hmm. so reactive to things. Like I let things really bother me that like in the grand scheme of things, you know, like sorority shit. Right. It is so not important. But in that moment, it is. Right. Um, and... I I wouldn't change anything about my academics because I really think I, I 
I did the best I ever yeah. could have. Lacrosse. I just what? remember picturing you and Kappa just – I would have come into your room and you'd be at your desk like head down. I was a crazy lady <laughs> writing my like 20-page color-coded study guides. Yeah. Um, also, I think maybe like looking back on like lacrosse days, I th- I have regrets I think around that of like who I was necessarily associated with and like, you know – every opinion of XYZ person, whether it was like a coach or a player or whatever, like I kind of was grouped in with, which I didn't think was fair. Mm -hmm. So maybe like, you know, I had a voice obviously because I was captain captain and stuff, but maybe like using my voice more. Right. And kind of a segue into that. What was the biggest lesson you learned from being an athlete? Time management. Definitely. Yeah. I can't imagine what all of our friends that didn't play sports did with all that free time in college. Because when we stopped playing, it was it was wild. It was rough. Yeah, it, it was like you what you time. just have all day and all weekend. Yeah, um, and leadership skills. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. A good one. What is your favorite at home workout app? Either Melissa Wood Health who I think she, she just launched an app. Okay. Um, or Kayla. Kayla, you love Kayla. Sweat, yeah. I haven't done it in a long time. Who do you go to for advice first, your mom or your dad? Depends on the topic, but I would pr- – I mean I talk to my mom every day, like three times a day. So okay. she probably just gets it first f- because of that. We're talking so much more often. And what is the best piece of advice your mom ever gave you? Leave it all in the field. It's what Papa used to say. And how do you think that translates to not literally the field? I think that's like my work ethic aspect. I mean, I definitely inherited a work ethic from both of my parents, mm-hmm. maybe genetically and biologically, but also just watching the two of them. They're work horses that like never stop, especially – I mean, both of them. Yeah. Um, but like if you're not going to give it your all, then why try? Right. In my opinion. What is the best and worst thing about having a big family? I don't and think worst I have a big is family. Like, well, I would. Are you incorporating like my cousins? Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. But I still only have six cousins if you think about it because I only have cousins on one side. Joe has 30 cousins. Wow. Yeah. But that's Irish Catholic. Right. Um, Like, okay. Then a, a middle sized family. Okay. The best. And worst, I, no, for lack yeah. of a better word. Yeah. I get it. The best, I would say, is I love like. My family is so close. Mm-hmm. Like we are really freaking close. And my cousins and all – like, you know, my immediate family, my parents and my two sisters and I are very extremely tight-knit. And then also you bring in our six cousins. And like, you know, we have a group text, Oaks Woman, where it's all the granddaughters – sorry, Billy's not on it mm-hmm. – all the granddaughters and our moms and our grandma. And I have maybe 50 text messages a day on that wow, chat. Yeah. So it's like I know everything's happening in their lives mm-hmm. all the time. And I love that. The hardest thing I think is when we're all in the same place, like extended family and all that. It's just we all run on very high energy and it's just a lot. Like yeah. we're in close quarter. It's just a lot. And like a lot of things become a production. And I struggle with that. Right. I struggle to stay grounded. It's overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. That's one thing I've always admired about you and your family is just your dynamic because I come from Mm -hmm. the opposite. So it's nice 
to be always pulled in and a part yeah. of Yeah, well, you're a part of it. That. I know. We're related. <laughs> um, what quality do you value the most in Maddie and Lucy? Maddie, I really admire her work ethic and dedication to work with like it it just seems so effortless if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. she really really does an incredible job at her job and I never hear her like complain or ever really like bring work home I just feel like I forget she has this like kick-ass stellar job and what a boss she is right and you know like she went to Columbia she's very intelligent yeah um Lucy is a more recent thing, I think she has a very high emotional intelligence. Mm. She, so she's good at reading people and like figuring out what they need. And I think that that has grown as she's grown. Yeah, I could see both of those. Out of you, Maddie and Lucy, who would be Kim, Chloe, and Courtney? Uh, okay, but I don't know. You're going to have to kind of answer this. Okay. I don't know them all that well. I know. Um, I feel like Maddie might be Courtney. Yes, that's what I was – when I wrote that, I thought that. I think Maddie's Courtney because like sometimes, you know, Maddie will like – A, she – Courtney's very into like the wellness stuff, right? in her lane. Yeah, in her lane, which Maddie is. And I also feel like Courtney can, you know, get bothered by the other ones. Yeah. Which Maddie can. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like Maddie's Courtney. I can't really – I don't know who's Kim or Chloe. Like I see qualities in you guys, like yeah, Kim, like Kim's such a like a boss and always doing things. Maybe I'm more like Kim because I think yeah. she's kind of like the like person of the family that's like organizing, yeah. but then also like getting mad at everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I don't know. Chloe and Lucy are just yeah, so funny, funny, funny. yeah, and it's such a good time. What do you think about the Kardashians? I. Don't know much at all right now. I okay. went through a phase where I like follow them all and I knew stuff. I don't follow any of them just because it's, you know, I find it interesting, but I can get down this war pole, like, you know, war pole. And then I'm like, why did I spend so much time looking at this? Right. And I kind of just feel worse about myself. I like think appearance wise or what? How, appearance what wise. Doing? And like, you know, what they have in their life. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, I do think that sometimes it can be very annoying, but I also feel, I mean, I have, I respect the shit out of the businesses that they've built. I know, yeah. You know, like me too. All of Kylie's shit and Kim's yeah, stuff. Yeah. It, it is impressive. I do think Chris is the brains behind the whole thing, but right. That's your mom. That's my mom. <laughs> and on the topic of celebrities, what do you think about Justin Timberlake and uh, the ru- recent rumors? So, you know, it really was hard for me. And for those of you that don't know, Justin Timberlake is Cam's, like would number you say one. number one, yeah, and I'll be all. I've been to every tour he's ever been on. <laughs> I got a fake ID so that I could go to one at the Electric Factory because it was eighteen oh, and God. over during his Future Sex Love Sounds like club tour. It was like yeah. a pre tour. It sounds like um, a wild tour. I've always said like I know I'll meet him. I just don't know when it'll be. I'm still waiting on my dad to pull through. He's like promised that like, oh, yeah. so many times. Um, oh, remember so, when we met Jay Z? Yeah, that was very cool. Um, I think that the thing, the whole situation obviously was upsetting, but in my opinion, if you're a celebrity, you have to be so fucking dumb to actually be having an affair and then to be somewhere public like that. Like, that's why I don't think he was having an affair. I think he was really drunk and he might've done some like stupid shit, but I I don't think it was 
ill-intentioned and I don't think there was an affair. Right. I always wonder about that too. It's too public. Like go to a hotel room secretly, like, you know, be in the same hotel and sneak into – don't like – you're not going to be on a balcony having an affair. Right. At a restaurant or bar wherever they were. Yeah. I agree. And I appreciated his apology. Oh, his – Instagram. His Insta post. Now on to Joe. Yes. What is something recently that Joe did or said that made you extremely happy? He just started meditating. Oh, and I'd love to see the two of you meditating. We did it this morning. Um, he, you know, he gets anxious about things that like everyone gets anxious about. But I mm-hmm. do think like I struggle because I find I feel sometimes I've rubbed off in negative ways of like making him a little bit more anxious and like nerve, you know, just wired different ways yeah. over the 13 years or so we've been together. And so I noticed how much my anxiety lowered when I started meditating. And, you know, there's a lot going on in our lives. And I just said, I've been trying for like two years. But you can't make someone meditate unless they want to. Right. And so he finally started. And I have noticed a massive difference. And I just love when he's like, he calls it going under. Like when I meditate, he's like, oh, are you going under? And honestly, like nothing makes me happier than, you know, he came back from a bachelor party one weekend. And like we were sitting on the couch and I was cooking and stuff and he was like, oh, I just realized I haven't meditated today because I didn't do it this morning. I'm going to go in the other room and meditate. And I was like, I fucking love you. A proud mom. Yes. But he also like, you know, so that's just made me really happy because I think it's been helpful for him. Yeah. And just watching him continue to grow as a person makes me ecstatic. That's nice that you you can see that change happen in a person when you don't force it. Exactly. I couldn't force it. They naturally want to do that. Yeah. And that Mm -hmm. you open their eyes to that. So that's really, that's cool. What is something um, that you and Joe disagree on? And it could be like trivial things. What time the night ends? Oh, yeah. You know this all too well. (laughs) I'm always on Joe's side. Yeah. When we're out, like, I think I don't ever want to be the last party person at a party. I don't think that there's benefit to that. Yeah. And if it, I think if it weren't for me, Joe would always be the last person at the party. And so there's <laughs> I'd be a with him, constant battle of like, where is that line? Yeah. And what what have you guys discussed about it? Or well, you know, we have this discussion many of times. <laughs> um, his side is like, and I think it changed obviously because of like I, I drink less, and so then I went through personal struggles of like oh my god am I changing and Joe's like who the fuck is this woman this isn't who I married and like Mm -hmm. I've been with and now does he still like me but at the same time I'm like this is interesting to me and I don't want to be out until like 3 30 in the morning like blacked out there's nothing good coming from that yeah and Joe always my issue is it's hard for me to fight with Joe about this because he's never like when he's drunk and partying he's never like a like an angry or like whatever he's the happiest giddiest person that just like is so loving and wants to have fun with everyone yep. so then people are like yeah 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 keep yeah let, like let, let like let him stay um and i never want to be the girl that's like dragging him out of a place yeah but i think there are t- there's a time and place and so my whole thing is like you know we don't always have to be the late people mm-hmm. you know there's right. a middle ground so we definitely give that. him that room too oh definitely to, i don't especially with all his, he has such a big group of yes friends, and so. i never want him to like not enjoy all of that i just right. think that they're you know we're right. growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all of Joe's friends, who's the hottest? No. Who's your favorite and why? Oh, my gosh. Naylor. Naylor's like Naylor. my son. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love him to death. Also probably the hottest. Do you have anything no to say about that? <laughs> Who spends more time in the bathroom, you or Joe? Joe. No question asked. Does Joe still watch YouTube music videos at the, at the gym as his source of music? <laughs> he finally got Spotify. Okay. I still yeah. cannot believe that for like – that was what, four years out of college? Yeah. He – we would go to the gym together every day and I never noticed this. And then one day I watched – I noticed he was listening to like watching a YouTube music video. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, listening to music. He would, his source of music was YouTube music videos. And like, that means after every song, he'd pick a new one. New one. So crazy to me. Now and he, he listens he'd to have Spotify. to like keep it open yes, the whole time. Yes, the whole thing is, and he, the, the most annoying thing is that he didn't think it was crazy. Right. He thought I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the other thing we fight about the most is he thinks that when I have opinions, I like, you know, I don't, I act like they're right and it's like my way or the highway. Right. And I just thought of this question. Um, do you think that your career, like how is being a career that you can never turn off? Like you mm-hmm. never, you're always working. Yeah. How do you think that has affected your dynamic of your relationship? It's been hard. I think that Joe has never said to me, and I, I honestly don't think he ever would, unless it was like a serious issue. He will never hold me back from doing things. So, like, I feel guilt sometimes that I'm working when he comes home or, you know, if I have all these events and I want to spend time with him, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he's like, why are you apologizing? Like, Mm -hmm. go, girl. Like, go do it. Do what you have to do. It's fine. Like, I will never hold you back from that and I never want you to feel guilt over it. But I do, no matter what. And it's more – less of like, oh, is he thinking this? But some of it's selfish. It's like, no, I want to spend time with him. Like, I want to do this. So I'm trying to be better about, like, setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, when I take breaks, having them be so that we can enjoy time together. Right, right. And do you feel like that it makes everything so structured? Or do you find that that's the the best way that you can? I don't really feel I have structure. Like, I haven't implemented structure where, like, oh, after 6 o'clock I'm off my phone. Right. Because that's just not going to happen in my life. It's not realistic. And mm-hmm. I think that would cause me more stress mm-hmm. than do good. So I don't think it's caused structure, but I do think there's also, I find a sense of guilt of, you know, when I left my job, there was a big money cut for me and simultaneously for us because we had just combined our finances. So I do feel guilt of like making sure I show up like I'm making enough money so that we're not solely supporting, he's not solely supporting us, which, you know, relationships go in waves. Right. One might support for a certain amount. The other might, you know, it's never what something either of us would hold over the other's head. Right. But I do want to make sure I'm providing and not just like fucking around. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's almost like your time is so much more valuable. So much more valuable. time is literally money now. Yeah. Yeah. Describe your perfect date night. Okay. Joe would come home from work. Mm -hmm. It would probably be a Friday. Joe would come home from work. We would have sex. But like before oh dinner, have you talked about any no ever? I haven't really. I was I was gonna add like questions in here, but I didn't know. Yeah, I'll talk about it. Okay. Um, I'm to sure a certain people extent. would yeah. love to hear. But like pre dinner, yeah, you know, like pre dinner sex. Then why pre? 
because like after dinner, I just want to like put on sweatpants and like, lay on the couch and go yeah. to bed. Feeling a little stuff. Yeah. And like if I'm getting in bed, I'm not getting in bed to have sex. I'm getting in bed to like go to sleep. Right. In my opinion. Um, like at night. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then go out and have like a dinner at a restaurant in the village, either like Bar Sardine or Lartuzzi, mm-hmm. RIP Dalanima. Um, at like seven, I'm an early dinner okay, person. Me too. Then get home, change into our sweatpants. Now play and cuddle with Charlie, mm-hmm. and then watch like one of our TV shows or movies with a bottle of wine, and then bottle split, bottle split, <laughs> literally, and then eat a bowl of ice cream, and then go to bed by like eleven. That sounds like a good night. Yeah. What show would you watch? It varies. We watch a lot together. And, like, we've watched so many TV shows. It's really insane. Mm-hmm. Right now, together, that's on currently that we watch, This Is Us and Shameless and Ray Donovan are the three that we're watching live. But, like, we binge so many shows. Like The Office. Well, yeah, but that's, like, now like we binged it all, but now we have it on for, like, you know, if we can't think of anything to watch. Right, yeah. Or, like, I have it on throughout the day. Yeah. What do you think about dating apps? I kind of feel like I missed out on something because I – not that I like care that much, but I think it's so interesting. I think I would be really bad at them mm-hmm. because I don't – I would love to see Oh, you. my God. Oh, my God. I'd be so bad because like I don't message, transfer messaging. well to like messaging. I come off – I'm very straight to the point. Yeah. So like I don't come off the nicest. Um, I think they're an amazing opportunity for people to meet people. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for them, but I get if people don't want to be on them, then that's fine also. Right. But I never have been on them. And if you're not on them, what do you think's a good way to meet people? I think setups are always great because oh, yeah. then you like have, you know, the a vet of that, someone. Yeah. And I'm always trying, but I, I'm like not – I don't have that many people. I feel like that – I, I struggle like a lot. That. I have so many amazing females in my life yeah. that I want to set up with. I just feel like they're more eligible females than males. Like, yeah. what is up with that? Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, how else? Putting yourself out there, you know, like whether it's you're at a workout class and some guy's really hot, like just striking up a conversation. Oh, God. Um, or at a bar, you know, like yeah. make a move. You don't have to wait for the guy. Yeah. I'll, I'm writing these down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what advice would you give your followers who might be in an unhealthy relationship? With a, like a significant other? Yeah, or like friendships or anything toxic. Well, I think it's different because friendships that are toxic, like I think you just need to put an end to them as mm-hmm. sad as that is. And it can just be a pause. But, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Like we've, I've, we've both gone through this. I think assessing like what serves you and what lifts you rather than brings you down and if you're with someone that's constantly bringing you down and you're leaving every time you're seeing this person feeling less energized less than in general um like down about yourself drained that's not someone that you need to be spending time with Mm -hmm. and i think a conversation should go into it It, you know i don't like the term ghosting i don't like that activity but you know creating a distance and if a conversation needs to be had, then having a conversation. I think with relationships, like if it's fear that's keeping you in that relationship because 
your and I'm not I don't mean like psychological abuse I mean or like physical I mean fear that you're not going to find someone else like there's so many other fish in the sea and it's never too late to end a relationship right I think a lot of people are like well we already lived together and like oh god now what like I'm in I'm in like I'm too deep too deep then no there's no too deep yeah never if you had to pick a girl crush anyone from celebrities to like normal people like me who would you who would be your girl crush mila kunis Ooh, i yeah. fucking love her i really love her yeah i think she's stunningly beautiful but i also think she's funny as shit and like down to earth from what yeah. i can tell yeah. i really like her me too what scares you the most when you think about the more immediate future the process of getting pregnant oh. i get i really get nervous about that That's scary like the what ifs. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most important way to stay connected in all your relationships? Showing up and asking questions. I think it's really easy for relationships to be one-sided. And I think I have really high expectations. Mm-hmm. And you can chime in. But I think I I have high expectations because I think I put in a lot to relationships I care about. Right. And so I think showing up, asking the questions that aren't like, you know, sure, the surface levels, what's up, what are you doing this weekend, how's this, whatever, but like, how are you? What's Mm -hmm. going on in your life? How are you feeling? Are you okay with this? Like, you know, if someone tells you something serious is going on in their life, like checking in constantly, not constantly, but making sure that they're okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's one thing about you that I I think I even wrote in my speech at your wedding, like Mm -hmm. you... Hold people accountable because yeah. you hold yourself accountable. So it just makes – just rises the the bar. Mm-hmm. What is your – and we've spoke about this a little bit, but what is your philosophy on friendship? And I think like the friends that I have now are going to be my friends mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Like maybe lose mm-hmm. lose touch with some or – but I don't think I'm going to add any like new ones yeah. to this, the crew that I have. Well, you don't know that. So it's hard to like – when I think about the future, that's like, mm-hmm. how many years is that? That's a long time. So it overwhelms me sometimes thinking about, like, how relationships could change or yeah. things like that. So what is your – like, what words do you live by to – just in general around friendship? So I feel like relationships can change a lot. Mm-hmm. You can add people. You can – you know, relationships can maybe take a hiatus. Relationships can end more because I've seen that happen, you know, yeah. like – there are certain people I used to be very close with that I don't have a relationship with anymore. Mm-hmm. There are people who I was really close with. We had a falling out and now I'm really close with again. There right. are new people I'm very close with. So I do think that life changes with your changes. And, you know, I think having friends in similar circumstances of your life is convenient and therefore you might get a deeper relationship with them because you're spending more time doing X, Y, Z. So, you know, I think about all the time like – when I move to the suburbs, I'm also right. going to want friends there. True. So, like, I would have to find new friends. And, like, you know, when you have kids, if you choose to have children, a lot of times you think about my mom's friends or a lot of my friends' parents. Mm-hmm. So, like, you form groups as your life grows. I don't think that necessarily has to take from old friends at all. You know, look at two of my closest people in my life. Joe, I've known since forever and like yeah. Lizzie since second grade yeah and Amy but that was later a little later um yeah but I think that 
there shouldn't be a limit, but I do think that if you really want to show up and provide for people, you can only do that to us. Like, you know, yeah. your whole life can't be surrounded around showing up for others mm-hmm. if you want to properly show up for everyone. So I don't know. I think my words of advice would be just assessing who's bringing what to the table. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds harsh, but like. No, you you almost have to do that. Yeah. It's like you have to assess what you are putting in, but also what you're getting back. Yeah. Like I don't want to be in a friendship that. It's all you. I'm I'm putting in all the effort and like I when I spend time with the person, I just feel overwhelmed and worse about myself and like mucky. Right. Murky. I don't know what the word is. Icky. <laughs> Yucky. Yeah. What social cause is most important to you? I think I go back and forth a lot about this. Helping the homeless, mm-hmm. which I think is a mental health problem that we need to focus more time on. Um, feeding the hungry, which kind of ties with the homeless, um, specifically children. So there's like City Harvest, which is, you know, collecting food and helping those in need. But like No Kid Hungry is focusing on the child aspect of that. So I think those are amazing. Um, The criminal justice system, I think after that class I took in college, Mm -hmm. is something that really interests me and I would love to learn more about and be an activist on. The fact that females are still struggling to get equal rights is astronomical to me in today's day and age and I think we're even ahead of the times being in the US which is even more frightening so I would say those Those also food waste and like general waste so everything yeah that's all (laughs) that's all of it Um, so you recently read about Greta Thunberg oh yeah oh my god are you going to quiz me on her no oh good (laughs) just what was your like biggest takeaway so my whole – and, like, you know, I did get a DM being, like, please also educate yourself on how her policies would hurt us. I'm not saying that, like, we had to put everything into place that she's saying. I'm just in awe of her dedication and activism. Yeah. And it's really interesting because she has Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way that she came about all of this was they were just watching, like, a movie or something in school about – how like waste and all this stuff is like affecting our environment or not necessarily waste, but like where our environment is headed yeah, and climate change and all that. And like, sure, it's really effective, those films. And when you watch them, you're like, oh my God, I have to do something. Mm -hmm. But then most people's emotional aspect, they lose interest in it over hours or days or months or whatever. And she says, you know, I'm sure she claims it does have to do something with her Asperger's and I would assume the same. She just couldn't let it go. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't stop thinking about it and focusing on it. And then it was like, well, why does everyone say we have to make these changes and we're not making them? Right. I think what she's doing is amazing. I think she's way ahead of her time. Definitely. Way. Like, I can't imagine being so concerned about those things and actually doing stuff about them at that age. Right. I think it's embarrassing that our president is cyberbullying a 16-year-old. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. Um, but you know, they were saying like, that's like FDR for cyberbullying, Shirley Temple. Like what the <laughs> oh fuck is God. wrong with you? And my two cents. <laughs> so did she, does she have any tips on how, because the activism part is the mm-hmm. most overwhelming. So does she have any, did she give any tips or anything? Not in what I read. I'm sure elsewhere yeah. there are tips. Um, but you know, 
not in the specific articles. Yours that is I was more reading. about her, yeah, her I, award and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. What topic do you wish more people were discussing? Mm, so many things. Um, politics in a accessible and approachable way because I'm yeah. so overwhelmed. Agreed. I feel so stupid. I feel like I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to learn more but not be so overwhelmed by it all. Right. I think that we should all be discussing more of how we can make small changes to collectively make a larger change, mm-hmm. whether that's with the environment, whether that's with food waste, whether that's with equality through gender or race. Right. I think those are all important things to discuss. Yeah. I read something once that it's it's everybody doesn't have to be doing everything perfectly. Exactly. But you need to be – One small everyone thing. Everyone should be doing one small thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is something that your followers might not know about you? I feel like you might have to answer this. Ooh. Might not know. I would say like I'm emotional, but I feel like they know that. But I feel like other people yeah. might li- – it's weird. I feel like my audience like knows things about me that people in my normal life like sometimes don't unless sometimes they don't. are following me. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone would have called me emotional or like sensitive. Like any of your friends. friends. Yeah. Or like life people. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like everyone knows everything. Yeah, I guess it, this ties into the next question. Like, how do you manage sharing mm-hmm. a lot, but also keeping your privacy on some things that. Yeah. And I it's think hard. we were talking about this other night. I was like, just going to say, we were talking about this at dinner. I think for me, I'm an open book and I love to share things. I think if me sharing, and for the purpose of helping others, you know. Yeah. I don't need to tell you how much money I make, for instance, because, like, what's that going to do for anyone? Right. Or, like, how much I weigh. Like, that <laughs> – I don't care. I'll say it. But, like, that's not helping anyone. Mm-hmm. But me sharing things I'm going through, I think if you don't relate, it's probably just, like, this is so annoying. But if you do relate – I mean, the messages I get say that people relate, relate and yeah. that it's helping them. So, there. That's my right. context and that's all I need for verification. But – Even if it's just – one or a few. Yeah. My thing is, while I'm an open book and I would say anything, some things I'm going through, yes, they are affecting me, but they're not my story. Mm-hmm. So if something is happening to Joe and it's directly happening to Joe, but it's affecting me in a very deep way, you know, there have been a handful of things that right. I'm sure you can think of and myself, it's totally affecting me. And I would love to say that. And discuss that, but it's not my story. Right. So I can't say I'm really sad because, or I'm stressed, or I'm anxious, or I'm depressed because XYZ happened because that XYZ is Joe's story mm-hmm. and Joe's a private person. Right. And that goes to the other f- stuff that happens in my family. You know, if I'm struggling with a relationship with my family or there are fights or whatever, it's not necessarily my information to be given. Mm-hmm. So I think it's setting the boundaries. I did sit down with my family and Joe and ask them, you know, what is off the table? Because yeah. it's your life too. Right, right, right. And I think people forget that. And what can your followers expect to see in 2020? 2020 is the year of popping off. Oh, yeah. I've proclaimed that. I, that. Um, I want to work smarter, not harder. I want to provide meaningful content that's helpful Mm -hmm. and just more of me. Yeah. 
popping off. Popping off. I want to see you actually Pop literally popping <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then I have a like rapid fire for the last 10. Let's go. So I'm going to read these. You have to say, you have to answer yeah. really fast. No thinking about it. Favorite body part on yourself? Boobs. Favorite body part on Joe? Eyes. Thongs, granny panties, or commando? Thongs. Favorite meal of the day? Dinner. Would you be... Oh, really? I thought you would say breakfast. I, I don't know. I, it was a, <laughs> lunch. I hate lunch. You know that. <laughs> would you rather be a Gucci loafer or a Nike Air Force One? Air Force One. Which you're both wearing right now. Yep. Hulu or Netflix? Netflix. Most used word, phrase, or emoji? Evidently. I say a lot. Yeah. Evidently. Evidently. Um, emoji. Evidently. I use the poop emoji a lot. And the red heart. Ooh. Classic. If you were a rapper or a DJ, what would your stage name be? Killer Cam. Yes or no, people should buy Canada Goose. No. I just sold mine. <gasps> Me too. Rescued a dog, sold my Canada goose. Yep. <laughs> Change woman. <laughs> Lastly, if I was an influencer, what type would I be? Oh, you'd be one of those like um, like sexy sporty girls <laughs> who like is like trendy but in their own way. And so you're like I, – I could just see you like doing these poses where you're wearing like biker spandex shorts and like a sports bra with like a – Kind of like you have on, like a half zip yeah. or like a like a full zip down, like yeah. Um, what's that material called? Like a windbreaker of sorts, yeah. With like Nikes and like kind of like squatting down, Ooh. like doing like a almost like a boy like band a power pose. pose. Yeah. yeah, I I see you like very in the like sexy ath- athletic. You know, you've got a lot of sex appeal. That's what people say. I'm serious. Do I? Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to use it more. Saturday night, you were, like, looking fire. Really? And you were wearing a Nike windbreaker out. <laughs> or Adidas. What was it? Adidas. Adidas. Oh, Nike or Adidas. That's really hard. I, I think know. about this all the time because I would – that'd be, like, a dream partnership for me. Yeah. It was one of my be. 2020 goals. But it's hard for me to decide which brand I want to truly go after. I, I kind of think Nike. Yeah. I would go But I love Adidas, too. Kanye. Well, you know how I feel about Kanye. I don't love Kanye. <laughs> oh, that's another good question. What, what oh, brands? Oh, sorry. I just thought of something. Yeah. Well, you can go and then I'll remember. What brands do you want to ha- partner with? Yeah. Dream partnerships. Um, A Nike or Adidas. American Eagle. Like, what the fuck? Sponsor me. This yeah. is outrageous now. Yeah, because like, you sponsor people. I see it. And I. Yeah, they do. I have been like pushing this American Eagle movement for a while. Airy. And I wear it all the time. You got to do it more. Um, Aritzia? Aritzia would be a dream, but I don't think I they do that. Well, um, I saw – I've been seeing a few. Have you? Yeah. Like, Can you send them to me? Yeah. I reached out to their PR team. Um, a financial – for, whoa. A financial <laughs> fir, firm. Okay. I can't say that. My speech is kind of it. I think that would be a really cool one for me. Yeah. Plus, I know there's money behind that. I think it would be awesome to like do a JP Morgan partnership. Oh, I think that that'd would be, be fucking hilarious and like full circle. Full cir- yeah. So I wrote that in my 2020 goals. Just like manifestations. Yeah. Um, those are big ones for me. I'm trying to think of I mean, some like food brands that I've always dreamed with partnering. Two came true in 2019. Mm-hmm. Or three. Um, Elmhurst, the nut milk that I always drank. Mm-hmm. Simple Mills. 
right. which I'm obsessed with, and Vital Proteins. I think an- another one that I've like tried for years would be Siete, and I just can't. Oh, yeah. I'm on their like marketing stuff, so I get their packages, but like I'd love to actually do work with them. You love their cinnamon. Deanna, I can't even begin. <laughs> I need to try them. I can't begin. We have them in the apartment oh. after this. Um, I'm sure there's so many other brands. Yeah. Like Lululemon I'm doing stuff with now, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. You just yeah. got a jacket. Yeah. So well, I'll have to think. Twenty, If 2020 is going to be popping off. There are going to be lots. There's going to be lots of Nike's going to be in your DMs. Yeah. Come on, Nike. At me. Um, the fact that I don't think my followers know. Oh yeah, is that my alternate life would be like, and a talent I have mm. would be like a mid nineties rapper. Right, it would be yeah. Like I fucking love rapping. Should you rap us out? I don't know if that's necessary. <laughs> my voice is so bad. If we had music playing, yeah, you know, I I'm just not. Imagine if we sound did that. Good. If I fully rapped, wrapped it out. If you were at my wedding, you heard me rap. Yeah, you love, you love, and um, that, like that was a perfect example. I, mean, I had no plans to do that. I yeah. literally was like, Lucy, go tell the DJ to play Humpty Dance and give me the microphone, and I just rapped. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but like, I'd be like, you know, Nelly, Fifty Cent, Jaw Rule, Eminem, you know, Marshall Mathers, my boy. That would be like my crew. That's yeah. I mean, I would love to be a rapper. Twenty twenty from the nineties. Yeah, from the 90s. Not now, necessarily. I don't really know anyone now. Cardi B. I fucking love her, but... Yeah. She's hilarious. Um, that's all I have. Okay. How did you like that? I thought that was so fun. Did I do you well? Did. Yeah, you did really well. So did you. It's, Great moderator. It's a hard job being a host. It is, isn't it? Because you, you're like, you need to listen... And but then you're constantly listen, thinking. But you're, you want to respond and you also want to stay on track with time. Don't even get me started. <laughs> it's so hard. All I want to do is like I have a hard time interrupting people. So I feel like there's always stuff I want to say. But mm-hmm. I know they're the guests. So they're supposed to be talking more. And, you know, then I'm worried about time cr- constantly. And if I have a few questions, I don't want them to totally see them out of left field. So, like, right. I would love the conversation to move that way. But I don't want to direct it. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It is hard. But you did a great job. You're oh, welcome back anytime. Thank you. Maybe you should hire me. Your sexy athleisure Instagram. No, it'll be a podcast first. Oh yes, that's okay. that's the vision. Okay, <laughs> we'll we'll make our vision board during lunch. Okay. All right, I love you. I love you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.